Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hello, friends. How are you? So I thought I would do another quick video about the Bay Area housing market. Uh, recording this on May 1st for, uh, I don't know what you call it, publication, upload, live, whatever you want to call that, on May 2nd of 2019. Uh, so first off, rewind. Earlier in this year, I think it was around February, I did a similar video where I said, uh, expect the high-priced markets like the Bay Area, like some markets in, in SoCal and the like to see a dip in prices, right? We had seen a sudden, uh, again, at the time, rise in interest rates. Uh, we had already been um, in an unaffordable market. Uh, if you've read ever read my book, uh, the affordability index is something I track uh, almost religiously uh, because it is frankly what saved us uh, during the 2008 through 12 crash. So I'm a big believer. Uh, I've talked about it a bunch. Uh, frankly, I've given credit to the gentleman, Bruce Norris, who brought it to my attention, I think back in 2006. Um, and he's, uh, he's a legend in my book, but I, I, so I still follow it. And, and that's why I felt rather confident saying back in February, it might've been early March, uh, that the Bay area where I lived and have lived for, you know, nearly all my life, uh, was in trouble. So in addition to that, remember what I'm talking about. The Bay Area, for the most part, is an owner-occupant market, right? There are some people that ha have rentals. Uh, they are traditionally one of twofold. Uh, first off, they could have been bought decades ago when buying houses were, let's just call it, much cheaper. Uh, or they could have been the, you know, hey, I bought a house, lived there for a while, um, you know, had a liquidity event at my job, and we bought something else, so our first home became a rental, Right. Those are traditionally what I see. Uh, I don't see anybody, uh, at least in any great numbers, being like me, right? Hey, I'm a, I'm a mom and pop landlord. You know, I'm going to go to Sunnyvale or Los Altos or Morgan Hill or whatever and uh, San Francisco, right? And, and buy a house today, right? So I'm not competing. People like me are not competing with owner occupants, which is not the case in the market I invest in, right? I'm competing with owner occupants many times and it's that it's that give and take that is tough, uh, but I don't see that happening in the Bay Area. So we are an owner-occupant driven market. And when interest rates rise and the average loan is, I don't know, a million dollars, that hurts, right? Not only, you know, not only the price is, is out, outrageous, but when you take a interest rate, you know, half a percent jump in interest rate against that kind of loan balance, the payment jumps. So uh, I thought it was pretty clear that we were going to see price drops. Uh, I saw earlier this week, I think it was 7% decline. And again, this is kind of weird, right? The data is like, it's May, 
And I think the data I was looking at was from March, right? So it takes 60 day lag to get here. So anyways, so in retrospect, I called it, we were right. Um, the, the data kind of told you that was going to happen, but here's the deal, right? Early May, um, we, we have outside catalysts coming that could change that and change that drastically. So what do I mean by that? A couple of things. First off, you have to realize that the Bay Area is a unique place. It has a finite set, and most would say small quantity of single family homes on the market at any one time, right? I don't know what the numbers are, but there's it's probably thousands. Where this gets interesting is we are about to unlock tens of thousands of near, if not all millionaires via the IPO market, right? Companies, unicorns, whatever they've been called over the years are about to unlock um, significant capital and individuals, again, historically speaking, right? I've been doing this since the dot-com bubble and historically speaking, when, when young people um, get a windfall of money, uh, one of the most frequent things purchased is their first home. And if you unlock all these millionaires at roughly the same time, we could very quickly get into bidding wars again and consume that supply of houses. So uh, I think we're going to see a couple more months of softness. Uh, but, you know, when these, you know, when people can sell, which usually is six months, you know, in my opinion or my experience, uh, when that window opens and they can, you know, hit the sell button as fast as possible, we are going to see lots of people suddenly flush with cash running out and buying their first homes. So I expect the Bay Area real estate market for sure to race up as we, as we get closer to the end of the year. And by race up, I mean, I mean, it could go up 10%, which I think is just crazy, right? I don't think that's sustainable. I don't, I don't see in the future how that's, you know, that's going to be a good investment. But again, I've lived here for all my life and, you know, hey, what, what was a $20,000 house in Sunnyvale when my parents bought it in the 70s, the early 70s was a million dollar piece of land when they sold it. So, you know, I get it, right? So who am I to say? I, and again, I've been very clear. I don't invest in the Bay Area. I just live here, right? Live where you want, invest where it makes sense. I guess what I want to say in this video is if you are, if you are one of those individuals and you are, you know, you're flush with cash, you know, I would ask you to, to, to look yourself in the mirror, talk with your family and see if there might be a better way to use that, right? Do you want to use 50, 60, 80, hundred percent of that cash to get into a house that's 50 years old, needs all this rework, maybe needs to be torn down, which happened to my parents' place, right? Somebody from, from Apple or Google or Facebook bought it, scraped it, and then built a McMansion. You know, do you want to go through that? Or do you want to keep living where you are, even if you're renting, and then invest somewhere? I mean, I mean if, you walk, if you walk away with stocks, and let's say it's half a million dollars after taxes and all of that, so net, net, I'd ask you to look at what you could do with half a million dollars invested in real estate. You know, even if you pay cash, I have to imagine you could get five to 8,000 in rent somewhere, right? You have to do your homework and all that stuff we talk about. 
but I think you could change your future. And, and the other thing is, do me a favor, right? When you're thinking about this, look up your org chart. Look two, two levels above you and ask yourself, do you want their life? I did this when I was 30 and it was a game changer. I'd spent my 20s making great money, or at least great money for a 20-year-old, right? What do I know? Uh, but I made good money, right? As a sales guy, was very good at it. And, and, and being a sales guy, you, you hit accelerators and, and you can make okay money. But what I did when I was my 30th birthday is I looked up and I said, do I want to be those people? Right? They were all unhealthy. They were all addicted to something. They were all on their second or third marriages. They worked seemingly forever. And I saw nothing in them that I wanted for myself. So that's when I decided it wasn't time to climb the corporate ladder. It was time to sacrifice, live below our means, and just go for it. So I wanted to record this video for the folks that are about to be flush with cash. You can do what most people do, run out and buy a house and, and jump into a very competitive market and perhaps overpay. Or you can really take the control of your future, keep living how you are, live below your means, make some financial decisions, buy some rentals, and um, change your future. You know, do you really want to do this for the next 20 years? You have a unique opportunity that most people would kill for to get flush with cash in one foul swoop. And, you know, I hope some of you decide to invest for the future and change you and your family's life. So that's what I thought I would do. So I think, again, to summarize, I think the Bay Area housing is going to stay soft for a little bit, you know, another month or two. Uh, but that changes immediately once the stock market or IPO money gets liquid. I think we're going to have a sugar high for however long that takes. There'll probably be a year window where all this IPO money comes on and off at different times. And um, might be a really good time to be a seller, frankly. Uh, but it's, um, it's not a healthy market in the Bay Area, in my opinion. And I hope, I hope some people don't jump in and become part of that. I hope you find investments that, that allow you to cash flow and make different decisions in 5, 10, 15 years. So at the end, I just wanted to create this, share this with you, and uh, wish you all a great day. Take care.